Welcome to the Trail of the Intruder, a campaign for Fantasy Age set in the universe of Viteoth, a healing world of elements, magic, and the battle between love and hate. This episode is a prologue to help you get acquainted with one of our heroes. Please introduce yourself and your character. Hi, I'm Joe. I play the character Eunice Clovenhoof, and don't laugh. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Tell us about Eunice. Hi, I'm Joe, and I play Eunice Clovenhoof, a sheepkin beast folk who is a sheep herder, along with being a part-time mage. What kind of magical adventures are we going to see her and her friends get into? Well, let's find out. We hope you enjoyed the show. You're on the coast. The ocean beats against the sand and rocks beneath your feet. You see it again. A tall tree that reaches out over the water and towards the sky. A grasping hand that defies the sea and seeks the clouds. The ocean sprays it again. And you hear a crackle of thunder. The tree is reaching too high. You have the ominous feeling that it's going to be struck. You look up at the sky and see lightning dancing in the clouds. It churns the clouds, the air, and makes your hair stand on end. Feels like it could pull you in. You look back at the tree, but it isn't a tree anymore. It's your mother's staff. The one you carry around every day. It stands on the coast, defiant pointing at the sky. It dares the lightning to strike. It challenges that awesome elemental power above it. In a heartbeat, the staff is now the size of the tree, growing up and over the water, piercing the sky, asking the storm to do its worst. The storm shifts. You can tell it has noticed. It intends to meet its challenge. You feel that power in the sky, because that storm is also in you. You were born with this power in your soul, surging out like the sky does now. It scares you, but also thrills you. You're not sure if one is greater than the other. You look at the staff again, and the wood strains. Something pushes its way out of the side. With a splintering groan, your face pops out of the side of the staff. You look up. The storm is glowing, amassing power. It feels like it could burn burn the world a thousand times. Your hair begins to rise. You feel the strike coming. And just as you look back at yourself and the staff, your face's mouth opens, and you hear... (laughs) Foreshadowing! You open your eyes. You're in your bed, sweating a bit. You collect yourself and realize you're out of breath. But you hear it again, louder this time. (laughs) Ah! All right, all right. 
I'm coming, I'm coming. Ugh, it's your charges outside, your flock. They seem distressed, and you hear hoofbeats in the dirt. They sound agitated. What do you do? Ah, oh, don't... Don't be... They're in the garden. All right, gotta get going. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm... Uh, Eunice is gonna hop out of bed and grab her... Uh, get on her everything. Uh, get well-equipped with her... I think she just wears overalls and grabs her mom's crook. Though okay. she will pause for a moment before grabbing it. And once assured that her face is not facing her again, mm-hmm. she takes the staff and makes her way outside. Fair enough. All right, you don your clothes. That is a great uh, equipment. Make me a perception searching test. All right. Just going to add the one to it. Um... How does a 13 taste? 13 tastes delicious. Because uh, you take a look, quick look around your room and you notice uh, and you uh, notice a small vial with a blue liquid that you found the other day uh, in the mouth of a bird with two heads. Now, I'm pretty sure I shouldn't have been taking things from two-headed birds, but it does glow blue. I'll uh, take the vial and put it in my pack. My little um, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a sound set for creepy shopkeeper, which could potentially work for your that Nana. Would work for Nana. But uh, you know, let's, yep. maybe not right now. Uh, she just kind of gets her satchel, puts the potion in it, uh, makes sure she has her um, various supplies for when she's working. And, um, I don't think there's anything else. Hmm. Hope's clan's up. I know, but he's getting better about waking up on time. Maybe I should send a rooster. Alright, alright. I'm coming. <sighs> alright. You head outside, uh, and you see that your sheep are kind of in a little bit of chaos. They seem very agitated about something, uh, but you don't really see anything that could be upsetting them. All right. Um, you, as you are already outside and dressed, you see your uh, in the uh, coming out of one of the back doors of the farmhouse. Uh, you came out one of the you came out one of the side doors. Right. Uh, your brothers, Sean and Shane, are waking up. Uh, they're only half-dressed and trying to pull on their trousers. Uh, they're bleary and confused, so uh, you may be the best bet for climbing the sheep right now. Always falling to me. Alright. Well. I understand. Yeah, alright. I'm sure they're hungry, hmm. or I'm sure they have various things they need. We're downplaying it right now because it sounds more like this. Hey. Marvelous. <laughs> Alright, um... I'm gonna double check over my shoulder, make sure my, um... Brothers are away and pause where Pa is. Eunice, you got this one? Yeah, Pa, I got it. Thank you, darling. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So... Calming the sheep down initially is a communication animal handling test with is, uh, is an advanced test with a success threshold of 10, which means that we are going to keep rolling until the uh, degree of success that you got uh, reaches 10. Okay. And the degree of success will be marked on the spirit die. All right. 
So, uh, the target, because this is your flock that you work with every every day, the target number is quite low. Alright. Alright, alright. Now, everyone just calm down. Just... Shh, shh. Sheep noises, sheep noises. Uh, me make... Uh, alright. Uh, starting out... That's a seven. Uh, seven is actually exactly what you need. With a one on the spirit die. Alright, you're off to a bit of a slow start. Slow start. Uh, each test takes you is about ten minutes of you uh, trying to wrangle the sheep, calm them down, and occasionally use the crook to give them something a bit more forceful. Alright, I'm gonna move some away, gonna pick one up, gonna... <laughs> Just, no, no. Martha, we talked about this! I know, I know. They're old enough to graze on their own. See? Anyway. <laughs> Alright, we go again. Alright. Gonna continue on my app. One so far. Alright, um, another 11. Alright. With the four on the deck. Four, so you're, you think you've got them about halfway down, halfway calm down. You got caught about, uh, after about, after 20 minutes, you've caught about half of them, and they seem to be quiet, uh, but every <laughs> agitated one that comes back to the quiet group agitates them again. So, this next round is probably gonna be me just using the crook to kind of, like, alright, these are the calm ones, these are the non-calm ones, let's mm -hmm. just categorize them accordingly, mm -hmm. keep these over here, keep these over here. You know, we have a sheepdog for exactly this reason. It would be great if we had the dog, but nope, just Eunice does everything, that's fine, just whatever, just leave it to me. <laughs> um, Twelve, and I got two fives. Alright, uh, with a two on the, on the spirit die means you're a total of seven. Yep. Um, if you've got anything you'd like to spend the stem points on, uh, do you have enough for uh, resources at hand? How much does that one cost? Uh, should be an exploration stunt. Resources at hand. Uh, well, that's four, so that's Oof, not like not quite enough. Yeah. That one could get you the animal handling focus for the rest of the encounter. That'd be great, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still made it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you would like to try? There's this thing called speedy search. You complete your test in half the time oh. it would otherwise take. Okay, so your so you so it's only been fifteen minutes. So that, that sounds good. You're making good time. Making I'm making my time okay. a little well, bit better. It's been 25 minutes. Pardon me. Right. Still good. Still good. all right. Finish it up. Yes. Keep going. Uh, just like maybe a couple more little troublemakers. Going to finish them off and three on the die. You Thirteen total. All right. You hit it. Perfect. Ugh. All right. After after a little over half hour of trying to of pulling sheep, calming them down, uh, and keeping them keeping the quiet ones separate from the angry ones, uh, you finally get them quiet. You get you get the flock quiet. All right. Good. Uh, now we go ahead and have y'all, you know, do sheep things, eat, graze, be ready to be shorn. We're sharing today. You catch your breath. The sheep are now a little calmer, though they still seem a bit jumpy. As you take a moment to watch them, they seem to be staring at something. You follow their gaze, but only see the hills that belong to the family next door. The sheep seem transfixed, and you recall that that uh, direction is a crow's flight to the ocean. We've already gone over this. You can't eat the neighbor's grass. We, no, we got in big trouble when Earl got over there. Yes, Earl. 
You did get over there. No one let you over there. Uh... Earl, you ain't nothing but trouble. You are ridiculous. <laughs> Marn Frank. <laughs> A little bit late, but the rooster crows to wake everyone up. Your brother's like, oh, <laughs> oh. All right. Go ahead and make me a perception hearing test. All righty. Uh, that's a nine with uh, two twos. I imagine there's a stunt that I could do with that. Let's see. You got a total of what? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Uh, nine is a good number. Uh, because it means that you succeed as we move on into scene two here. That fab. Let's see. We are going to be a little less... Idyllic about this next one. But I like when it's idyllic. Hmm. It means there's nothing going wrong. Well, uh, about that. Oh. Oh, goodness. You know, let's go with, uh. Let's see. Let's go with, uh, this one. All right, you hear a fearful bleat and we and whip around to see a usual suspect leaping over the fence. Your gazes meet, and the wolf hesitates in its attack on one of your sheep. His teeth miss the sheep, and he catches himself to face you. The sheep runs behind you, and you can feel the fear wash over the others as they escape in all directions. Uh, this wolf is called Bird Snatcher. For the number of seabirds he has managed to catch mid-flight is impressive. At least that is what you've heard from the local animals. Your sheep included. He is not unknown around the farm, but you've never caught him up this close. He is usually much sneakier, and has never been this aggressive before. His teeth are bared, and he growls low, his eyes locked with yours. Now, now BS. I know, um, alright, so I'm going to, um, tap my staff mm -hmm. and use a little bit of that magic and cast uh, Beast Speech on myself. Alright. First, I would actually like you to go ahead and roll me initiative. Okay. Make me a dexterity initiative test. Alright. Um, 14. 14? 14 and two fours, but... I don't know. I think Bird Snatcher is going to be going just before you. Uh, do you have the bestiary with you? I... Thank you. Look up our good friend Bird Snatcher. BS. BS. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Uh, he got a 15. Uh, so on his turn, uh, he's going to spend uh, a minor action to perform guard up. Increases and see, take a minus two on all tests for the rest of the round for a plus two on his defense. Uh, and then he uses a major action. That's action. Uh, never mind. Actually, he's going to use the minor action to ready 
a major action to charge you if you attack him. Mm. Actually, I don't need to tell you the, the triggers, but now we know. So, he stays low to the ground and growls, mm-hmm. and it is your turn. Alright, well, I'm going to tap my staff on the ground, okay. use some of that magic, and cast Beast Speech. So I gotta roll the magic. Uh, let's see. I think I just... Oh, yeah, no, because that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, so that get, lets me cast it. Uh, for the remainder of the encounter, my speech becomes intelligible to all beasts, and I can likewise understand their vocalizations as if they were speaking to me. All right. Now, and uh, I believe I can do a minor action to... Yeah. So, you cast a spell. Mm-hmm. And then you speak to him. Now, bird snatcher, you know this doesn't end well for you. You've tried this before, and it doesn't ever go well. Alright. Uh, his turn comes around, and he stays low, and he starts... I am hungry. Your prey is scattered and tasty. Easy hunt. No hunt here. Pray or leave. And then your turn comes back around. What do you do? Right. But it's not easy because I'm guarding them. Um. I'm going to. Let's see. I'm going to prepare to cast a spell. Okay. I'm going to prepare to cast. Um. I believe it. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh. To cast a jolt if he tries to. Okay. So I'm kind of I got my staff down and as I do, there are little sparks mm-hmm. kind of like kind All right. of playing up at the edge of the crook. All right. So you've got it ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I think it'd be best if y'all just left. Something bigger coming. Two big somethings. Bird Snatcher will not be here when they are here. And he starts to kind of look around and notice that there aren't really any sheep nearby. He seems a little disappointed. And that's his turn. He keeps his minor action to ready... to, to ready an action himself. All right. Um, I, I believe I've given him plenty of chances and tried to talk him down. He's not okay. listening. So, he hasn't attacked yet. I know, but he ain't leaving. Okay. <laughs> I've been urging and edging. Okay. So what do you do? Jolt. You'll jolt him. Uh, this is the prepared action coming off during his turn because he hasn't left. Okay. So let me roll to see if I can cast it. Uh... 13, and Jolt's lip. Yep, I cast it. Alright, so... Uh, he takes two penetrating damage, and must commit a constitution stamina test against my spell power. Alright. 
constitution. He does have the stamina focus. He didn't roll oh, very Jesus. well, though. All right. That is... You got a 12. Nope. Not quite enough? Nope. Uh, All right. Spark leaps from my crook staff, and mm -hmm. he is now stunned for the round. All right. And he can't take a major action, only a single minor action Ooh. on his, on his turn. His uh, his hair stands up on end as he's kind of uh, as he is shocked. And he just takes two piercing. Okay. Like I'm I'm it's, imagine you're, him away. You're, try, you're trying to spook him, right? And hurt him. All right. He said, uh, in between the shocks is the sky fights the sea today. The masked ones will fight again after so long. Uh, and he uses his only minor action to kind of start backing away towards the fence. I'm going to. Or, uh, once it's my... He doesn't have a major action, so, right, so that's his that's his whole turn. I'm going to um, use my action to walk forward and mm. show that I'm charging another attack. This time I'm okay. just charging an arcane blast, but still being that spark. But I'm just kind of okay, kind of getting um, that intimidation thing. I want you to make me a strength intimidation test. Roger, Dodger. Um, twelve. Twelve. Uh, he loses his nerve, and um, I think he has to keep making tests to resist Jolt, right? Nope, Jolt's only for the. It's only once. Only once. Yeah, okay. he is. He's fine now, but that zap kind of. Okay. Uh, he loses his nerve, and on his turn, he jumps the fence. Uh, as his as his as his major action, he uses the run action to hop over the fence and skedaddle. That's right. You skedaddle now. Maybe that was what all the sheep were freaking out about. He's also talking weird. Maybe that maybe I don't know that spell very well. That just that would just be my life, wouldn't it? Just not understanding the spell well enough that instead of talking to animals, suddenly they speak talking uh, riddles and rhymes. Alright. So you catch your breath again. Uh he has left. And then you uh, hear your father's voice. Let's see. Uni! Uni! Yeah, Pa? Uni! Uni! Yeah, Pa? I, I'm going to go towards his voice. It's a shearing day. Get the family in the shearing station. I got a surprise for you. Uh, he ducks into the shearing station uh, because he is... A bit taller than the door to get in. Uh, the wide doors on the side of the building swing open to allow access uh, to the tenancy to the station, so that you can herd the sheep in. I'll pick up the sheep that I that was uh, I was defending against the wolf, <laughs> and then kind of use the crook to kind of. Well, I'm just gonna talk to them like, all right, all right, girls, all right, boys and girls, come on, get in there. We're just gonna shear you. It's gonna be real quick, real easy, but it's gonna go a lot quicker if y'all just cooperate. And I'm gonna head in and. Sounds good. You have little trouble having calmed the sheep already. You have little trouble guiding them across the street to the shearing station. Uh, as they cross the road, bleating and shuffling, you see your human friend Klein barreling toward them. He is probably late for work. Uh, oh, niece, what's up? Howdy, Klein. I'm late. Yeah, you're you're on a little late. Didn't Frank come and wake you up? You, you said Frank. It's shearing day, trying to get all the crowd in here. 
Ugh, God, you're the worst. No, I'm not. Uh, Klein will actually throw an orange at you. <laughs> you don't deserve this. And then it's a glowing <laughs> orange. Why is it star shaped? I found it in a tree today. That's where oranges come from, hon. Yep. You asked where it came from. No, you didn't. I answered that. that... You're running late, dear. <laughs> I'm gonna jump your sheep. What? Wait, what? Why? <laughs> Clay fails to jump the sheep. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> Why can't I ever do cool stuff while you're watching? <laughs> You'll get it next time. See ya. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the shearing station has a familiar musk of freshly cut wool. Uh, the shearing table sits waiting for a fresh cut, but while you, see the, while you see the familiar hand shears your family has used for years, you notice something new in the room. Opposite the room is a large block of metal with several strange dials and meters. Four long wires extend from the side of this block like tendrils from an alien beast, and a long copper rod juts from one side like an awkward antenna. Your father is hunched low to the ground, fiddling with the instruments inside this obelisk. And here is him. Aw, oh, what is that? You hear a combination of tinkery and quiet swearing in beast speech. He finally stands up, his notched curving horns almost scraping the ceiling at his full height. He pulls his fleece mane down for a bun, he tied it in, and takes off some heavy-looking gloves. He smiles at you. What you think, Muni? Crazy-looking thing, isn't it? I think you spend a whole lot of the farmer's money on something. This year contraption is genuine gnome tech. I told them clover... Let's see. I told them clover hoofs been... Let's see. Clover hoofs been shearing by hand for the last 85 years running, but... And you know your cousin. Always going on and on about efficiency and automation, so... We've been doing kind of well... So I figure we might as well get with the times. Although the darn thing won't turn on. So glad we're with the times and things that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Never had trouble turning on the hand shears. But I suppose that's progress for you. Promising twice the output for triple the effort. So uh, why don't you come on here help your old man figure out how this newfangled thing uh, switches on. Pa, I don't know anything more about gnomes than you do. If anything, I know less because I haven't talked to that many. Hmm. I know that they're pretty good at tinkering. Alright, uh, Eunice will hunker down, kind of look in there, trying to... Uh, make me an intelligence engineering test. Um, 11. 11 is exactly what you needed. Seriously. <laughs> uh, you provide enough insight that, uh, let's see, well, you provide enough insight, but I guess you, uh, you, so you recognize that that big copper rod sticking out the side would be fantastic for collecting electricity or conducting it. Paul, the thing doesn't have power. You, you gotta charge it. They, what they... was your spirit die result? Six. Nice. Uh, you see, you actually think that something this big is probably gonna need a fair amount of juice. Paul, uh, you, you did get like a like a, a way to charge it, right? Like you have a thing to plug it into, uh, or whatever the the means is actually gives you energize and all that. Oh, but they, uh, that, that's right. They, they said that it used, uh, it was an old model. The one that they don't use no batteries. They don't use batteries yet. Right. But this one, this one, you can use that Chucky magic you got. Oh, you know that that ain't... 
Oh, come on. Why don't you give it a try? I know you've been worrying about it and it's making your hair stand on end, literally and figuratively. Why don't you, why don't you just give it a go? Root for you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. That's, that's real wonderful. <laughs> All right. Um, Eunice is going to take her crook and hook it onto the, um, uh, the latch. Mm-hmm. Um... Do I need to cast another uh, a lightning spell? Would probably be the the way to go with this. You have a good feeling that that would work quite well. All right. So which one are you casting? Um. You know that you're probably going to need a fair amount of juice. So I'm probably going to go with the shock blast because that has the more juice behind it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get that charged up. I'm gonna cast. Hope it works. Woo! Not bad, not bad. Alright, that's 14 on the die, plus my 3, so that's 17, two sixes, one of which is my spirit die. That's six stem points to spend on that thing. Um. Alright. So, uh, there should be a list for spell stunts. There are. And I'm looking at them. And I'm looking that I could do an extra 2d6 of damage on top of what I'm already doing. Hot diggity. And then um, I can increase the spell power by one. Or I could reduce the magic cost by one, but that would cost two, and I have six. But that would, let's see. You would have quite enough for a lethal spell. Yeah. And, uh, what is it, skillful casting? Yeah, powerful casting. Mm-hmm. But I think a powerful lethal spell might be the best way to charge up this device. You're probably right. All right. Well, so I'm going to do 3d6 mm-hmm. plus 3 um, penetrating damage of All electricity right. to this. Uh, wow. Okay. So that's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 damage. Ooh, boy. All right. Hook, line, er. Send out all that shock. Alright. How much damage was that? Uh, 15. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna skip several of these things because I wasn't expecting you to do that. An amazing <laughs> cast on that first try. So, the whole thing whirs, clicks, and hisses with life. It seems stable, and the gauges on the side turn green. Uh, the hand devices attached to the side of the device light up, and the thin wires reaching toward them spark slightly. The machine seems ready. Uh, it shakes a little bit, and one of the panels falls off, uh, and then a little silver, a little vial filled with a silver liquid comes out. Ooh, what are that's for? Um, your dad picks it up, uh, stares at it nice and close, Pulls out his reading glasses. Oh, don't don't get so close to the it random says, silver liquid that's just tossed out of something. It says reserve power. Maybe it's for you. Right. Uh, it says reserve power on it in all speak. Alright, well I'll I'll uh I have a kind of cork it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it in my bag. Would you look at this thing go? Hey. All right. 
Yeah. He, uh, he reaches for one of the little uh, one of the hand devices and he pulls a small trigger on the side. <laughs> Bring in the first sheep. I already got some practice with it, so uh, maybe I should maybe I should only be the one. No, I want him to handle it with the, with the family, you know. Right. Come on, Missa. I'm sure it's fine. I just see the entire flock taking <laughs> like one step back. Taking one step back. And then Missa's just the one who's kind of in the foreground. Hmm. Oh, come on, Missa. It's not so bad. <laughs> just sounds a lot more ominous than it actually is. <laughs> All right. Uh, he does... Uh, one of the sheep eventually does come over and... Uh, Despite the ominous nature of the machine, uh, he, your father has a very steady hand with them. Uh, he, even with the unstable sharing machine, he, he does not bring any harm to the sheep. He doesn't cut, he doesn't cut any of them by accident. Good. Although he never he, did it with the handheld ones either. He does insist that he should be the only one to use it for a while, because he got some practice in already. Can't imagine it's the fun that he's having with it either. <laughs> Woo! It's so fast now! Eunice, look at this! Yeah, Pa! It's yeah. practically falling off of him! Oh! You always have that piercing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pa, we tagged them. We had to tag that one. Oh, oh you're right, of course. Because the neighbors that. found him on the hill, if you recall. Oh. That's right. <laughs> hmm. Some of you are just the best kind of trouble. Alright. Well, that went well. As Marion continues to shear the family, you feel something. You've always been able to feel when the elements are about. Uh, as you understand, many mages can. You notice what feels like a breeze. But the breeze has a cold sensation, like jumping into a cold river. It washes over you and you feel the lightning that you just filled the shearing machine with, feel, uh, filled the shearing machine with react. Uh, the lightning do, the lightning does not seem empowered against the wave, but it defies it cutting, it, cutting it around, cutting the wave around itself. Whatever element the wave is, lightning is strong against it. You guess it's probably water. That's ominous, but probably good, I suppose. Hmm. Doesn't really have a north or south of that. You haven't felt a wash of power like this before. Something big must nearby must be making ripples. Marion doesn't notice. Uh, your father doesn't have powers like you do. You're likely to be the only one sensitive to this, except maybe Grandma? Someone else will take care of it. Of course, as that uh, as that uh, uh, like that this like wave passes over, uh, you also notice that the shearing hand machine kind of like jumps a little bit, uh, like it revs a little uh, bit. It like, revs a little bit louder. Oh, oh man, we found us a good one. All right, Paul, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. The rest them to you. You go do that, and I'll call you back when it's time to wash the wool. Sounds good. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to Nan and check in with her. She's up on the porch still? Yep. Just like always. Alrighty. Um, I'll exit the barn and 
pass by the cold-looking sheared sheep and the slightly nervous-looking thick-walled sheep. <laughs> it, it's probably fine. You'll be fine. No worries. Probably. Now I'm All right. Make my way back up to the farmhouse. Uh, Grandma Muriel is rocking back and forth on her chair as usual, uh, but she calls out to you first. Eunice. <coughs> Eunice. Yes, Nana. Uh, you cross the town road to the farmhouse and step up on the creaky porch. Uh, she's had a hand. Uh, she's had to hand down the farm a while ago and spends most of her time here simply watching her children and grandchildren tend to the family flock. Her legendary bun, a bouffant of white full, nearly twice her size. Uh, according to the new art, perhaps quadruple her size, uh, sways as she rocks back and forth. She turns with a smile to Eunice. You look a little damp, dear. Did you get splashed too? Spl- uh, no, uh, Paul's just been playing with his new uh, shearer, and I've been helping him with that. Been helping him with that. Hmm. My bones are aching. I think a storm is coming, dearie. You look up at the cloudless sky and the sun bearing down. It should be monsoon season just down the coast, but the weather is clear here. Muriel continues. That is her name, right? Muriel? Okay. She's, uh... That's Eunice's right. middle name is after her. Excellent. Do you know how to swim, Eunice? Uh... I hope you do, because there's a lot of water coming this way. And there's air to meet it. All right, Nana. Uh, <laughs> Granny has always been able to see, uh, but you don't think your powers let her see, let you see what she does. No. But it was nice and cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you some more lemonade before I head back, all right? Ooh, I like that. Thank you. No problem. Uh, you feel a tingle on your back. You reach for your staff, and you can feel a kind of sting, like a small lightning current. And then... Zap! The staff flies from your hands, the sudden shock propelling it to the ground. Uh, for a quiet moment, the staff doesn't fall. It stands straight up, like a post. Then it falls to the ground. The tip of the crook points toward the coast. You stare for a moment, then turn to your grandmother. She nods sagely, as if she expected this. I, but, so, I'm, I'm gonna guess from the various levels of foreshadowing that's been happening, mm-hmm. I should be heading to the coast. Mm-hmm. And the magical threads and whatnots have been saying that the whole time. Mm-hmm. And... I should have figured that out earlier on. That's why it's gotten so blatant. Yeah. Love our talks, Nana. You always seem to put me in the right, send me the right way. My I can wait for that lemonade. All right. <laughs> I'll go in and make her some of that lemonade first. <laughs> or she can wait for the lemonade. She can wait for the lemonade. All right. Well then, I'll. You'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and get... Move right along. Move right along and pick up my staff and... All right. 
Hey everybody, we hope you enjoy our campaign so far. Before we get started again, we want to make sure that we give some love to the various shows around the D20 Radio Network. This episode, we are featuring Squad Tactica, a Warhammer 40k Kill Team podcast. Squad Tactica is a Warhammer 40k Kill Team podcast focused on kill teams and the various narratives they forge. We will be talking about they would talk about kill teams, rules, fluff, squad building, customization, personal narrative, and battle reps. This is a show about all about kill team and the exciting things that they get to experience that people get to experience as they explore the world that the game has to offer. In their latest episode, they sit down and talk about the new color contrast paints coming out a few weeks from Games Workshop. The hype is real, but who are these paints really for? Is the marketing and branding for contrast paints changing the industry? And why is Games Workshop pushing this new paint so hard? They also talk about a few games of Arena 2v2 Battle Brothers with IG Black Templars versus Orcs Tau. Enjoy as they tell the tale of how an Orc Berna took down a mighty Terminator with a Storm Shield and Thunderhammer and all the stuff they learned while playing this really fun format. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, this is fine. This is how I want to spend my day. Fighting wolves. Common sheep. Honestly, life of a, of a shepherd, I suppose. I mean, that's just sort of your day-to-day. But, uh, you know, have it all happen once the same day. And why don't we have a dog that takes care of that? I, I, I'm surprised I did the job of at least two dogs. But no, Pa says the dogs are going to just freak out the sheep, but the sheep will get used to a sheep dog. This is just talking. Like, this is just, <laughs> like, as she's walking literally into town, kind of, like, mumbling to herself. All right. So, you begin more moving towards the coast. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how fast to move, but well, you figure sooner rather than later. Nana did, did leave out her lemonade, so it might be good to... Have at least a, a, a pick of my step. Mm-hmm. So, this is going to be a chase, much like what uh, our friend Klein did. So, or uh, will do, or will do, Who or knows? has done, or can have do. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Ten out of 10 would but would conjugate again. So, you need to hit a chase total of eight to complete this chase, and you have five turns. Alright, and chase... Uh, ah. There's the chase stunts. Yep, that's what I look for. So, I turned right to it. You rush down the hills and over the bridges of the olive basket, the farmlands where you grew up. The sun shines bright and your neighbors are hard at work, harvesting olives, nuts, legumes, and tending to livestock. All the right. road winds in a pattern you have run before. You can jump the fences with the dexterity acrobatics test, apologize for using Miss Anand's yard as a shortcut with a communication etiquette test, or just run with a constitution running test. I'm going to do Constitution Running, because that's the only one that really does well for me. Uh, it's running, not stamina, right? Uh, it's Constitution Running, uh, so not stamina. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right, that's a 13. 13 and is... And 6 on the spirit die. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Eunice wow. is a unit. Eunice we is this. booking it. <laughs> she, she going for it. <laughs> She's right. running. Uh, turn two. Uh, your run suddenly feels easier. Uh, your feet seem light. Alright. That's probably fine. I'm gonna just accept that. <laughs> you enjoy the feeling until you realize your feet aren't touching the ground. That's good. Uh, the air around you feels different. More substantial. Uh, it's carrying you a bit too high. If it drops you over the next hill, you could sprain something. You can 
Control the winds as best you can with an intelligence air arcana test. Grab onto something tight with strength might. Or or outrun the wind with constitution running. I'm going to hold tight to the... Like, I'm going to grab something. Mm-hmm. Hold tight to probably like some grass or a rock or something. Okay. And just... All right. Bleating my uh, bit. There's a, there's a nice heft big tree that you can grab onto while the wind starts to pick up. Oh, good. Very quickly. Mall tree imagery. Um, gonna run towards the tree and grab it. And... Dang! Eighteen. All right. Uh, so twenty-two. <laughs> you slam into that tree. <laughs> you hulk out for just a minute. <laughs> I, I've used one hand, just like. <laughs> and the wind just slices around you. Just does not want to touch that thick back. <laughs> getting a little testy with all this destiny getting in the way. All I wanted was to get up, take care of the sheep, shear them, and maybe have some lemonade with my nana. But no, I have to stand here, my my hoof th- at least five inches into a tree. Eventually, the wind subsides, <laughs> and you've smashed the chase total. Uh, I kind of want to do the rest of these anyway, uh, just fine. because they're fun. You've already hit the chase total, so because <laughs> so I hit six <laughs> twice, you, you smashed it. I was I was reducing these because I was worried that like I was setting them a little high, but yeah, that's how it goes. Unit, 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 you for it. So, a pair of carts pulled by horses are taking up space on the road while the neighbors in the seats chat about their morning. Hmm. Oh, good morning, Eunice, calls out Mrs. Melody. Not her real name, but everyone calls her that. We were just talking about you. When are you and Klein getting together? Asks Mrs. Sanchez. Well, we're probably going to be hanging out after he's done with work. Hmm. Oh, perfect. I hear he's got a thing for you. I mean, I suppose. I I I don't expect... he's got a thing. Well, no, he already gave me the orange. (laughs) Oh, he's already given gifts. <laughs> they both they both kind of like clap. We're so excited for you too. You can climb and vault the carts with a strength climbing. Avoid the question with willpower, self discipline, or run with constitution running. Um, try the vaulting. <laughs> All right, in the mood. Strength climbing. Strength climbing. So, so just strength, I believe. Uh, twelve. Twelve is enough. Uh, <laughs> she is a strong <laughs> mage. <laughs> you just grab the sides of their wagons, pull yourself up, not using your legs or anything, just kind of throw yourself over the side. Tell Klein we said hello. All right, Miss Melody. Uh, next, you pass by a large farmhouse of the Wales family. Uh, as you begin to pass by the front porch, you hear the door burst open as their three pet groys rush out, groys? eager to go on a walk. Groys. Oh, what's yeah. a gro- let me show what's you. a groy? Let me show you a groy. All right, those of you listening at home, you can take a look in the Fantasy Age Bestiary on page sixty-two and sixty-three. Meet our cute little friends. Okay, well now hold on. There are three of those bursting out of the door. The only accurate adjective you just used was three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, as they come out, you hear, right, 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 right. They're kind of like armored, armored giant mouths, if anybody <laughs> really wants the visual description. 
Not uh, little, they are not eager cute. to go Maybe on a walk. Free. Ralpor and his husband Banda are step out with large harnesses for their unique friends, but don't have enough time to call the Groys off uh, the road before you will make contact. So, you can tell the Groys to heal with the communication animal handling test. Uh, they are surprisingly well behaved, as you have found out before. <laughs> uh, dodge the Groys with dexterity acrobatics, or run faster than the Groys with constitution running. I'm going to do constitution running. Okay. Just keep running, just... <laughs> just keep moving. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the Groys uh, come up to meet you, hoping that you've got food. No, oh, no, no. So you kind of end up uh, barreling through them. <laughs> so when you say barreling through, do you mean that I'm continuing my run and they're just bouncing off of me? That one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Sorry, Eunice. Sorry, Gripes. What? 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 Uh, uh, next turn. Uh, guess what? Uh, guess what's back? It's that wind again. Uh, but before I had you feel the wind again, but before it's lifting you off the ground. Uh, the element of air seems excited around these places, especially someone like you who is moving around so fast. Uh, you can tell there are spirits nearby, probably messing with you or running alongside you in wind form. They could hurt you if you aren't careful. Uh, you can show a bit of power to back the spirits up with an intelligence lightning arcana test. Find something to anchor to with strength might, or outrun the wind again with constitution running. I'll strength might and just, uh, when it gets a peak, I'll just latch my, um, crook and catch on, like, a fence or something. All right. Going for the mic. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. Alright. You anchor yourself, uh, and you feel like pockets of almost like heavy wind, like, uh, and so you kind of wash past you, uh, and you hear like a, Now I have a, um, Uh, I have two twos. Alright, you got some stunts. So I'm wondering if I could do follow the leader. Make a test with a... T- <laughs> make them crash. What's a... Make a test with a TN. What's TN? Target number. Target number. You choose and an ability focus you work out with GM. Uh, to slip through a small opening while on the run. If you fail, you crash. Now, I, what I'm hoping is that I can... you Like, while I'm holding myself to the ground with the run, I'm hoping, wondering if I can kind of jostle myself forward to add some momentum to my run. Okay. Uh, follow the leader, where you would use more in cases where you have a pursuer, uh, and you've got, <laughs> if you'd like to mess with the wind spirits, uh, which you're actually pretty sure they would find pretty fun, um, you would just have to tell me what it is you're doing, and we'll work out, uh, a, let's see, a target number and a test. Uh, you will have to make it as well as them. Alright. And if they fail, then they crash. If they fail, or you fail, then a crash occurs. Alright. Uh, if a crash occurs, that does mean that we cut your chase total in half. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty <laughs> nice by the, by this point. You're 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 pretty, pretty comfortable. Good. All right. So what I'm thinking is, hmm, maybe the wind gets a little too strong for them, mm-hmm. and the might has to have to hold down the might a little bit more. Like the magic mm-hmm. charging off of me. Causing some okay. extra wind, and that might blow them away if they can't. Maybe causing the wind to zigzag a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. 
There is a whole lot of me that the wind has to go around. That is a lot of you. Cost some riptides. Alright, so. Strength might. Alright. Uh, how... Uh, sorry, before we roll, how high do you want to make this test? Um... Because you will force them to make the test as well. Like, the, do I choose the number? You get to... I mean, so you and I will work out the number together. Uh, how rough do you want this to be for them? Pretty rough? Like, I want okay. to not have to deal with them. Okay. For a bit. Um, 12 to 14 range? I think that sounds good. Let's go with a 14. 14. What'd you get? 15. 15? Okay. <laughs> I just kind of... That would have just been it. Alright. So, you hook yourself into the ground uh, and work a little bit, uh, just a little bit of lightning magic to kind of, like, get it in the vicinity. Kind of move my body around to have mm-hmm. the wind move in a different ways than they're mm-hmm. probably expecting. Uh, you then feel... <laughs> you actually feel the... Uh, they, they got a 13. <laughs> because they have a strength of 2 with no might focus, and they rolled an 11. They just missed it. Uh, you actually feel them crash into you, but it's like a. You feel like you feel like this little these little cyclones kind of like spin out as they run into you. Um, they look a little bit like this in their physical form, like uh, see like little uh, tornadoes with two little tornadoes with faces on them. So when you blow the whistle in Super Mario, pretty much. All right. Uh, the wind dies down again, uh, and you are able to continue on in peace. Good. Uh, you got at least a chase total of twelve. Uh, so um, you actually notice one of the uh, the air spirits actually when they catch up. Uh, say when they like like one of them catches themselves, uh, it like crosses your path a little bit and it leaves something behind for you. All right. Uh, you find a sparkling spinel. Am I saying that right? Spinel? 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 Type of rock? Spinal. Spinal. Or spinel. Spinel. I, I know what you're I know what you mean. Um, and as as the spirits and the wind picks up around you, you feel it pulse a little bit. As if it's reacting to the air magic. Alright. Uh, you're pretty sure that it's magical. You're not sure what it does. In the satchel you go. Alright. Uh, so go ahead and put down Spellstone Spinel. Spinel or Spinel, both are Spinel. Okay. According to the dictionary. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy right. Webster's. Fancy Webster's. All right. Just as Green Groves comes into view, guess what? The wind picks up again. Magic. Uh, but it's more than you were more than you've been dealing with so far. This. The road's gravel and packed dirt is lifted into a dancing dust devil, nearly perfect in shape. The small cyclone starts to gain speed, rushing and thrashing until it is nearly two stories tall. Uh, just as the howling of the wind becomes a bit much, it vanishes as quickly as it arrives. Uh, you brush the dust from your eyes, 
to see uh, in front of you uh, five figures ahead on the road. Uh, they are slim with sky blue skin. Their forms are sleek with sharp fingers and toes. They float above the ground surrounded by suspended orbs of spinning dust and rock. Most striking of all, each one wears a bone white mask with horns that spiral above their heads. These are spirits, and not just any spirits. Jin. I told you I felt someone. She's got power! One of them leans on the air like a soft bed, pointing at you. The other four spirits turn to look at you. All of their masks uh, are devoid of expression, uh, although several, although a couple of them look like they have faces painted on them. Hmm. Now... Now, I don't want any trouble. I'm just following the wind, I guess, is the wind, electricity, match, whatever. I'm, I'm following foreshadowing that's been going on today. I don't want any trouble. Not not trying to get in the way of any of y'all and your various doings. Uh, four of them tilt their heads uh, and look at the tallest one. Then they ask the tallest one several questions. What element is she? She's not of the deep law, is she? And a dozen other queries go unnoticed. The tallest spirit raises a hand, and a distinctly feminine voice speaks from behind the ornate mask. She is chosen of lightning. I, I, I'm a herder. I, I'm a shepherd. I, I'm sheep. My element is sheep. That's what I understand. Sheep? Right. <laughs> You're funny. The others uh, sigh, seemingly a little disappointed. Right. Yeah. Let us not waste any more time. We have business here with old foes. The tallest one turns away from you, glaring at the coast. Don't you get curious, mortal. Spirit business only, says one of the smallest spirits, uh, waggling its finger at you. Uh... All five spirits rise into the sky, gentle as feathers. They touch hands and say in unison, They will bow to the witches of the eye. They break into wild flights in every direction, and only two seem to actually be aiming at the coast. And just like that, they are gone. You are left alone with the ocean winds and a lot of dirt in your hair. Alright. So my day starts off. Dream. Simple. Bleats. Normal. Wolf, a little bunch. Everything's just ominous shadows and destiny crap and things happening and the Nana had stuff to say and now this. Alright, no, no, this is Klein. This is Klein business. I need to get Klein. No, <laughs> Klein. <laughs> I'm going to race towards where I know uh, my friend is during their right. work day. And I suppose we could just use that. She's going to be going at a full gallop. It's pretty fast. It is really fast. Alright. Uh, you rush and so you head towards, head pa uh, around town. Uh, and on the way down the slopes, you spot Klein on one of his tour wagons. Alright, I'm gonna 
run up to him. <laughs> Pops can result from strong weather, strong use of magic, and Pop song. easy. But you, but you, hi, Klein. You, did you, you here for the tour? I don't. No, I don't know the tour. No, uh, things are happening. We need to talk. Witches, as um, have fun, y'all. Um, Whoa. Um, and coastline, coastline, apparently. You have said many. I understand all of those words separately. And I'm in the middle of a job. Cool. And now I'm out of a job. <laughs> Ladies and uh, gentlemen, this concludes the tour. Eunice will pick up Klein, as it is easy, for he is a soft boy noodle, and uh, head towards the coast. <laughs> I guess I'm leaving. Yes, you are. Flops you, uh, flops Klein over her shoulder, and <laughs> continues at a full clip gallop. So, uh, any particular reason you just took me out of my job and probably got me fired? I have had at least five reasons to do exactly what I'm doing. Not the least of which being sheep. Okay, you just we've talked about this. Look, I understand you don't understand sheep, but I understand sheep, and they were doing weird things. And while I understand that, you know, ever so often they're going to just look off into space because they're, you know, they're sheep, they were all looking the same direction. And that's fine. That happens. Sometimes there's a really neat leaf. And I agree and understand that, and motes of light will happen. But no, all going to the same direction. I was like, all right, that's fine. Just not even going to care about it. And then Nana goes and tells me, oh, there's going to be rain and stuff. But no, you know there's not going to be rain. It's a nice season right now. There's going to be monsoons later, but that's up well, that, the, the coast that's anyway. The coast. That's not us. So it's a nice Why thing. Why am I agreeing with you? I'm being kidnapped. You are. And anyway, and then my staff goes and just falls over, pointing down the, guess what, the same direction that those sheep are pointing. You I'm realize thinking, that's the direction of gravity, right? You're on a hill. But that's the thing. It didn't just fall. It landed, stood up for a good couple seconds, and then landed, and again pointed the exact direction. And that was up on Nana's Hill. So then I started running down the path. Oh, and by the way, uh, Miss Melody says hi. She says she's happy for us. And then, Are also, they still on that? Are they still on that right now? Right, they said it was great that you gave me stuff. Anyway, so we heading on down, and then all of a sudden I see these big... They, the winds are giving me trouble. These little, like, little whirly-durlies are giving me trouble. And then I end up over up here. I have to punch a tree. What in the hell is a twirly-durly? I had to punch a tree, Klein. I had tell to... tell Aaron. Well, he's going to notice that there's some... He's going to know. There might be a tree with a hole about five inches deep in it. At least it wasn't one of our trees. 90% sure of that. In any case, um, then, then, there's a big old twister, and then there's like these, these five things. These five people in masks. And they're talking about, oh, destiny and chosen ones and lightning and what's a sheep and all that. Or something to that extent. But no, they, they, they're saying that I'm something or something or rather chosen or whatever. I don't really care. But then, then, wait then wait two wait of them go on over to the coast <laughs> and... Having your dice to do something, because I'm pretty happy with the, 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 just play this. This, there you go. That's the recap. And then they go flying off in this direction, and, and I just realized, you know what? No, no, no. They're talking about witches and eyes, and they're saying that it's spirit trouble and jinn, and now, and now, I have to go and do something about it, because I'm the only one who saw it, and I don't know what to do about it. So, when I don't know what to do about things with whatnots, I go and grab you. Because I need someone else to be my alibi. Because something's gonna go wrong. That part's fair. 
Because it, it usually does. It absolutely usually does. I, um, uh, I found two glowy oranges today. You got one. I, uh... It has been an exciting day for both of us. <laughs> hey, it's not the only thing I did today. Tried to vault over one of my sheep. I did vault over the fences before that. You didn't see that, but I vaulted over those fences like a champ. Sure you did. That's good. Very good. I'm not hearing a great deal of belief in your voice. I, I am preoccupied with spirits and eye witches and, and little tiny things pointing at me and saying don't bet meddle in my, and stuff. Well, hey, I mean, like, you're not the only person who got told not to meddle in stuff today. Like, uh, Mendy. Mendy from, you know, oh, Barn yeah. Hill? I got a couple things that I need her to look at. Uh, well... Found them across town at the resorts with a grenade in their hand. Oh, right, but a grenade? Yeah. Just a grenade. They don't remember how they got there. I used my special power thing on them that is definitely real. You mean the thing where you talk to them? Yes, but they, there's they other hear, stuff too. It's not just and, talking. And they hear you talking to them and they understand the words you're saying to them? But with a magical component, Eunice. Right. I'm just wondering where that component comes in. I'm not doubting you. I'm just questioning where. Talking to someone. and Not then all magic's got to be flashy lightning and stuff. I, I didn't say it did. It comes from the heart, you. I, I understand. Okay. Oh, it's heart magic. Okay. I got you. So, there you go. Anyway. Anyway. Many don't know how they got there. Well. That's a half a mile to walk with a grenade in your hand. Right. I'm more concerned about the grenade, but, you know, yeah. They're not, well, I know, we, we know Mendy's not exactly I, that. I know Mendy's not exactly that, but it's at the same time, just having a good, listen, that thing could have exploded, it could have had my sheep oh. explode, it could have exploded next to your business. For oh, all I know, it could have There were a bunch of innocent people around, too, but don't worry about that or anything. Well, you would have lost your job, and that would have been unpleasant. <laughs> don't mean, want that to happen for you. Oh, I did get another offer from those sketchy bronze sun people. Oh, are they the ones that have to say, like... With? With cottages? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. God. I feel bad for whoever runs those. Yeah. Oh, right. Spirits. Gin. Oh, I had spirits, what? too. Oh. He had a big twister and five no, of them. No, no, no. Little, little fat tree people. Trying to fit in the same tree. Aaron didn't like it, so I had to talk him out of it. Again, equally exciting life that we share. I love you, but sometimes I don't like you very much. Well, that's fine, but we're making our way down the coast by now. Yes, and if you'd let me walk on my own accord... You would probably try to go back to get to your job. I'm telling you, we need to Actually, go... Actually, at this point, I'll be honest with you. There's a girl. You know how sometimes the people and me and the... Oh, did you use your magic talkie stuff? No, Where no. you talked at them? No. And then they liked I mean, you? I mean, uh, it's the, the, This isn't the same thing. Isn't it, though? No! But isn't it, though? Being hot and having magic are not the same. <clears throat> isn't it, though? I can't with you right now. I would turn away from you if I weren't being carried like a sack of potatoes. You both rush along the coastline road. The obelisks in the ocean are more numerous than you ever remember them being. It's more They've always come and gone. But it appears as if dozens of white and blue figures robed in mist are gathering at a summons of some kind. As you follow the coast, the waves crash louder and louder. 
and the spray of the sea seems to reach further and higher, and even hang in the air like droplets. The ocean becomes more turbulent, and the sea level climbs higher and higher. The ocean itself begins to incline like a large hill. The seawater spills down the strange hillside and crashes back into the ocean, only to be pulled back down and back up the underside of the hill of seawater. Hey, uh, can you, can you swim? Ah, in bursts. Probably fine. As you round the cliffside, you see a wonder. A keep made out of blue and white marble stands atop this mountain of churning ocean currents, a castle on a watery hill. This keep is suspended to reach the lift level of a tall bluff, with a white drawbridge extended to dry land. This keep was not here yesterday, and you have never seen a mist wall ruin this large before. What could this mean? Do you investigate? Have you ever seen a mist wall this big before? No, this is definitely not on my tour tour guide list. Wonder what it can mean. Should we investigate? I think we should. You do realize I'm not carrying any armor or Well neither am I. Yeah, you It's different. Is it though? Guess we'll find out. Seriously though, put me down. <laughs> As we close our show, we want to give a big shout out and thank you to the folks at Sirenscape for the sounds you heard on our show. The Sirenscape app creates these gorgeous sound sets in real time, and you never get the same sounds twice. Download it now and you get 10 free sound sets without paying a silver or even creating a login. Check out Sirenscape, friends, because your epic games need epic sound. Thank you for listening to the Trail of the Intruder campaign, part of the Adventure Game Interest series.